more. This is one more. Hello and welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Man, how are you today, Coque? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm in Houston right now, so we're doing this uh, meeting via via Zoom platform, but it's exciting because we got some really exciting guests, don't we, Richie? Man, you know what? I'll tell you what. Um, as you guys know, our platform is to have conversations that relate to football, vida, and cultura. And when we talk about vida, cultura, and football, it's not just in one city, but I, I believe it should, you know, it's a nation, a worldwide thing. So, and today we have the honor to to have two guests that are not in Austin, but actually on the other side of the, you know, the, the country. They're in Los Angeles. If you guys can introduce yourselves. Jose, go ahead. Se mire que trae un buen flow, va a traer un buen cotorreo. Sí, sí. Otra, por favor. Igual, gracias a todos, todo. Y ya agarraron su cheve, ya agarraron algo para tomar, porque este, 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 este se pone largo. <risa> Una agüita. Lo que Vamos cae. a darle, carnal. Sí. De, de este, lo que, lo, que, um, lo que yo quería, antes que nada, el, la razón por la cual los, los quería invitar es porque yo quería escuchar su perspectiva en, en nuestra sección de fan de análisis, de, de su experiencia de al ser parte de la 32-52, al ser, al también formar parte de cuando se enfundó el equipo, cómo fue el proceso, y hablar un poquito también del partido que tuvimos acá contra, contra Austin, bueno, ustedes que tuvieron contra nosotros, eh, lo chido es, déjame darle un poquito de lo, que, de lo que yo vi, es, aquí hay una cervecería que se llama Hop Squad, y los de la 32-52 hicieron su marcha de Hop Squad al estadio, y esa, lo, 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 que, lo que me gustó fue de que en esa noche estuvieron los los de Los Ángeles y también nosotros en, la mismo, en el mismo lugar pasando la chido. Y es algo que, que quería decirles que, que aprecio mucho eh, la banda que tienen ustedes, es, es buen pedo. Y las cheleamos ahí con todo. Yo llegué a la casa tarde, pero valió la pena la, la cruda. Oye, compa, si, compa, si me permites, antes, antes de entrar en, en esas preguntas, solamente un mensaje para toda la banda que nos va a estar viendo después y que va a tirar hate, cabrones. El fútbol de eso se trata, el fútbol se trata de convivir juntos, y como siempre lo hemos dicho, compadre, es en, mientras los 90 minutos que estamos en, en el campo, somos enemigos, y pero después de ahí, o antes de, la podemos cotorrear chido, podemos tener un podcast juntos, y espero que no sea, y que yo sé que no, como los podcasts que han hecho los compas de, de Carson, güey, que le editan todo y nomás ponen lo que hacen, lo que hacen a uno ver mal, yo sí. sé que acá no es el pedo así, porque tenemos buen cotorreo con la banda de Austin, para los haters, por favor, de esto se trata el fútbol, de convivir, de hablar con gente que habla el mismo idioma que tú, que es el fútbol. Exacto. Así es, compa, la, la neta, fíjate que pues yo, yo te podría decir que son de las cosas que más gusto te da, ¿no? Uh -huh. A nosotros como aficionados que tenemos años involucrados en este desmadre, que le hemos abierto la puerta a muchas hinchadas, ah, que han venido a visitarnos a Los Ángeles, que, que se regrese pues 
como se dice, esa, esa vibra, esa energía, pues te da un chingo de gusto y te da más, más razón de seguir haciendo y seguir compartiendo con toda la gente que honestamente siente el fútbol en el corazón, que son apasionados y que no son una pinche bola de vándalos, porque sabemos sí. que hay un chingo de cabrones, ¿eh? Sí, sí. Aquí lo único que puede que haber traiga en trancazos, porque yo aquí soy el, la minoría, soy el único águila y aquí hay tres chivas, ¿no? ¡Órale! <risa> Eso, hermanos. Nada, para que vean. Nada, aquí se apoya todo, todo lo que han dicho. El fútbol es algo generacional que compartimos con nuestra, nuestra gente, nuestras culturas y familia. Y fue algo bonito ver la afición de Los Ángeles, cómo se ha portado con la afición de, de Austin. Uh, nosotros cuando hemos visitado a, a Los Ángeles, nos han tratado bien y aquí espero que también nos han tratado bien a ustedes. Este, es algo bonito ver que, que la banda se lleva chido, pero que dentro del campo, ahí es donde se, se entran los trancazos, donde hay un poco de pleito, pero de eso se trata ese bonito deporte de la, de la competencia. Sí. Y de hecho que casi hubo, casi hubo chingadazos en el partido, ¿eh? Sí, eh, y entre el, el, ¿cómo se llama? El Urruti contra su portero, y luego se metió el, el nuestro Fagundes de Murillo. mi vida, el Murillo. Murillo. Estuvo con madre. Eh, creo que eh, ya me faltaba un partido de esos acá calientito, donde sí. al final de cuentas todos se saludaron, todos se la pasaron chido, ganamos nosotros, pero fuera de ahí estuvo estuvo bien el ambiente. Ah, sí, sí. Estaba. Yo como plena. Oye, nada sí. más. Sí, oye, nada más, ya sé que ganaron ustedes, pero aunque hayan ganado, cabrón, el, los Pinches Breakfast Burrito de Texas no son mejores que los de, de, los de California, cabrón, y los tacos, ¿eh? Digo, porque ese es, un, ese es el clásico del taco, del breakfast, no sé cómo chicas le están llamando, hay mucha banda en Twitter. Quiero que sepan que aún así nuestra comida está más buena, chingada. Fíjate que... Oye, pero no notaron los suficientes goles para, para ganar el juego. No, no. Eso sí, eso que, que ahí sí, no, no lo vamos a negar. Oye, y aquí el que salió, el que salió pagando los platos rotos, pues yo yo que Lini que se metió a querer calmar la bronca. Ah, sí. La MLS, oh, sí lo... lo van a multar, lo van a multar. Sí. No sé de cuánto sea la multa, pero acaba de salir esa noticia. O sea, él trató de calmar la situación, pero aquí hay otro reglamento, ¿no? La MLS. Este, no, sí, estaba, estaba, estaba bueno el partido. Se sentía como un playoff y creo yo que para nosotros es algo que necesitamos. Un, un partido de estos que, que tenga la audiencia grande, que, que tenga las expectativas altas. Porque lo que acá tenemos mucho es de que al equipo, muchos tienen opinión en cuanto al equipo, en cuanto a todo lo que pasa alrededor, pero también en veces como que no sabemos, por decir, que, que todo lo que se dice aquí está, por decir, en, en, en Austin, pero ya cuando te vas a nivel nacional y, y es como que de repente todas las opiniones en el momento del partido se unieron y todo se, se como que se unieron sino la banda, porque había mucho, mucha división entre la gente en, en opiniones, porque pasaban ciertas cosas, de hecho cada, cada semana pasa algo acá, pero esta vez sí lo sentía todos saliendo cagarritos de la mano y, y apoyando, que estuvo, estuvo bien. Fíjate, lo, lo que mencionas tú, carnal, ese partido, la, ese gane lo necesitaban ustedes, y yo pienso que esa derrota también la necesitaba él sí o sea, ese partido literalmente fue un reality check, porque nuestro equipo pues crea, crea muchas jugadas de gol, se ha, se ha posicionado muy bien, de hecho en ese momento todavía estamos en la punta de la tabla, pero fue como un despertar a, a tiempo, ¿no? Porque la temporada todavía no termina, este, pero el equipo de nosotros era como que, la manera en como que estamos jugando siempre sabíamos que íbamos a tener muchas oportunidades de gol, y desafortunadamente en este partido sí hubo, pero hubo mucha frustración. Uh -huh. 
Sí, que no sé, sincero, eh, antes del juego, eh, yo estaba con algo de nerviosismo, viendo cómo se ha reforzado el AFC y la manera que, que se ha llevado la temporada uh, siendo líderes, superlíderes de, de la liga. Y más que todo, viendo la situación de Austin, como iban batallando contra equipos de media tabla o baja tabla, yo pensé que ese iba a ser un partido muy, muy difícil para Austin. La verdad que quedé, quedé muy sorprendido de la manera que salió Austin y también desconocía a LFC. O sea, yo, yo los miraba en papel antes del juego y decía, ah, cabrón, no, va a, estar, va, a estar va a estar bien difícil. Pero cuando empezó el juego y vi el ritmo, la intensidad en que estaba jugando Austin y también como que noté los jugadores de Los Ángeles estaban incómodos. No, no, no les daban ese tiempo, ese, ese tiempo de crear jugadas, eh, la defensa y la presión de Austin. Y, y dije, no, tal vez este ese partido me va, a, me va a dar una sorpresa. No lo decía a todos, ¿eh? <risa> Oye, y yo antes de hablar del, del tema del partido, quiero mencionar una cosa que no la podemos dejar de un lado. Por favor, front offices, MLS, dejen de matar la cultura de la hinchada en el fútbol, porque si nosotros no existen. Uh -huh. este, ¿Y a qué voy con esto? No, se me hizo muy mal pedo que la front office de Austin no nos, ha, no nos haya dado la, la chance de llevar un tambor, aunque sea, uh -huh. para poder alentar nuestro equipo. Y créanme que de antemano yo sé que no, que no son los aficionados, porque pues eso, son, eso es nada más de la, de la front office. Uh -huh. Y la verdad que un mensaje, si por ahí yo escucho la front office, don't do that, man, come on, don't, don't kill the vibe. We, we're working really hard on, on the supporter culture here in the United States, and by all means, allow the away supporters to bring their drums, to bring their flags. Uh -huh. that's, that's the beauty of the sport. We bring the color, we bring the passion. And, and, and we bring all that that you guys need, that you guys yeah. needed for years and that now you guys have. Don't kill it, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's us or whoever it is. When when, when Austin comes to our stadium, we have mm -hmm. always let them bring whatever they, whatever they bring, you know, what the rules that they have, because obviously there has to be rules. Mm -hmm. But but don't be that guy, man. Uh, you guys made a beautiful video about the impact of football, right. you know, in MLS and in your city. Mm -hmm. Don't kill the vibes. That's just my message before going into the going into the to the game that that it was a crazy game for us. Mm -hmm. um, I want to add to what we were saying, you know. So I can, uh, even even a day before, I was messaging one of the guys from, from the supporters, Jay Torres, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Hey, dude, fucking call the front office, dog. Come on, like you guys can't do this shit, you know." Yeah. It's like every time that you guys come to our house. I mean, not not only not only do we fucking cater to you guys, mm -hmm. but we let you guys bring whatever you guys need, you know. You guys want to bring your drums. You guys want to bring your flags. Bring them in because look, at the end of the day. The message that we want is if you say if you say that your support group is better than mine, you know, you got 90 minutes to prove it on the stands. And if there's anything that I can do to help you provide, you know, for you to bring your A game to my stadium, I would do it. Mm -hmm. Because when I come to your stadium, I want the same opportunity because we will come and we will fucking dominate on your stadium. Mm -hmm. But don't fucking put any rules like yeah. like no drums, no flags, no, no Because you know that that kind of it, it does impact the yeah. support on the stands. You know the drum right, is the right. heartbeat of everything that happens. You know what I'm saying? And we have this issue not only with Austin. We had it with San Jose. Fucking what was it called? Two weeks ago, where you know we're, we're driving up fucking six hours mm -hmm. and no drums, no no flags, only a hundred fucking tickets. And I'm like, seriously, dude? It's like, no. You know, like if if you want if you want to be the best. You gotta fucking match up to the best, having the best. 
You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I agree. Like, yeah, look, yeah, I that's the for sure. Field, when it comes to fan bases and stuff, I'm actually very curious as to why they would make such restrictions knowing that that's what creates the culture and the beauty of the sport, mm-hmm. whether it be your opposing fans or your home fans. So, I mean, I agree. I mean, they're totally killing the vibe, you know? Yeah. The, the, thing that sucks is, the thing that sucks is they let uh, Dallas and Houston bring their shit to your stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are your city rivals. I was right. like, those motherfuckers didn't let them bring shit, you know? That's yeah. state rivals, yeah. Did they give you all any reasoning behind uh, not being able to bring drums or anything like that? They, uh, what they said was that they only allowed Dallas and Houston to bring their drums. That's it. That's the only. That's the only excuse. But but, let me tell you something. At the end of the day, us like as supporters, as fans, can make mm-hmm. a difference. Because I'm pretty sure that, and I hope that that you guys go back to your front office and say, you know what, shit like that doesn't fly. You know, because at the end of the day, they they do what we do. And and look, I always say this. You know, we speak the same language mm-hmm. when it comes to when we're supporters. We speak the same language, just with different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's and and we we have to help each other when it comes to support. You know, I. Look, by all means, like, for example, I always said it when we play Carson, let them bring, a th- you know, 1,500 people. Let them bring whatever they want mm-hmm. so they can let us do the same thing in their stadium. And let's go toe-to-toe and see who's, who's the best. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it should be all about. Obviously, it's not going to happen because we all, we all know that, you know, there's restrictions, especially in our stadium. It's sold out. I'm pretty sure in yours, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the limit of tickets, it's it's there. And But at the end of the day, I, I, again, I go back to, to the fact of we as supporters have to support each other. Because because we are building this, we're creating this this amazing atmosphere and and the football culture in the MLS and in Canada and US and Canada and and we we gotta be very proud of that and we have to you know embrace it and, and fight for it because it's it's our fight. Yeah, and, and and just to add just to add to that because you know we get very passionate with with that subject you know right. it's like you see all these fucking TV commercials you know fucking showing the thirty two fifty two showing the bad that's going hard with the trumpets and the drum line and all this shit. And, you know, when time comes for them to back us up with what we need, you know, they put all these restrictions, you know? So it's it's not fair that you are using, you know, fucking our footage, are using everything that we work and organize mm-hmm. for your own benefit. And then when we ask for, you know, for that support, you come and give us fucking dumbass reasons as, oh, we don't allow drums for away supporters. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? You know, you're over here preaching football culture, you know, our stadium, the North End, the Terrace, whatever. And then and then you pull up some bullshit like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it is frustrating. It is, it is very um, upsetting. But, you know, it's like we've been trying to come to Austin deep, you know, because we, we want to come deep because we, we, we see that your city is badass. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we have not played a game on the weekend. You know, we play during the week. And this this past game, which was on a Friday, yeah. But we've been trying to organize our troops to roll deep, like we have done to other stadiums in fucking New York, even Leon and Mexico, with uh, over a thousand plus fans. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what it's about. You you wanna incentivate the travel for the people. You know, there's no more there, there's no more better experience for fans that go away and support the team mm-hmm. because, like like we always say, away days are the best days. It's you versus the team. It's you, the guy that you've never seen in the stadium, but it has a shirt just like yours, and it's you two guys against everybody else, and that builds a bond. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when, when when we have people like this, kind of like blocking, you know, the, the the movement, because you know you think about it, you know, like, well, they're not gonna let us bring jobs, they're not gonna let us do this, they're gonna, you know, fuck them. I'm not gonna give them my money. Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking spend 
$150 on a fucking plane, play hotel, food, yeah, drinks, yeah. and they're still going to restrict me with what, what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it's, it's a give and take. Like, when you build that pyramid of saying how that comes into the logistics of traveling away, and, you know, you have people just saying, no, because we don't want to. I mean, that should never be the answer, you know? That's yeah. why we have ways to communicate and talk about, you know, I'll give you 20 flags, you give me 20 flags. I give you five drums, you give me five, five drums. What do you shit, you know? Right. And that's what it should be about. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've always been, if there's one thing that I like, like I like fair competition in any aspect. Um, because the more fair competition you do, that creates responsibility, that creates a sense of I have to come through with my best and, and whether it's, you know, the best roster against the best roster, the best hinchada against the best hinchada. And for me, like, honestly, this is my, my opinion as, you know, as part of, of uh, supporter groups and, and my own, my own uh, like, social media stuff as well. I believe Austin, you know, like, say, we, we have the best. And then next to that is, is you guys, you know, uh, and, and this, this game, because it was nationwide, would have been a great opportunity to portray the passion that both supporter groups are bringing. Um, because at the end of the day, it, it's, it's, it, the, the game is there, the players are there, they're going to be there. But behind those players, there's also the people that pay for the ticket. You know, whether they come from away or they come from home. And you have to allow, in my opinion is, if someone is coming to my house and they're going to th throw a, a good, you know, something good that it's going to portray nationwide for future media stuff, why not? You know, I'm always, you know, I, I, I like competition and I like it when it's healthy, but I, I like it whenever you have your best. Like when, when yeah, Messi, 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 when Barcelona and Real Madrid used to play each other, I wanted to be where Ronaldo and Messi were at their 100% because I want to lose against that 100%. I'd rather, I rather, you know, feel like if I win, I beat them at their 100, and if I lose, I lost at their 100, or if we tied, it's we tied in our 100. And um, yeah, I think there's something to be said about fair play and keeping it fair. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's a very noble sense. It's it's something that not everybody has. And apparently our front office doesn't have it. So I think the message is loud and clear. You know, I thank you, Julio Jose, for kind of opening up right. this perspective. Because, you know, I heard about um, some of the limitations that they were putting on the away fans, especially the LAFC fans. But I didn't realize um how much of a of a of a negative impact that it could have on the league, and so you guys kind of brought up those very very good points. So the message is very loud and clear to the front office: like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. That's all it is. Right <laughs> yeah, no, and, and they, should have, as a matter of fact, they, they should encourage it. They, they should, should encourage, encourage it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, fans to trouble. They should encourage. You know, if, if, if you guys are playing us, come to LA, bring it. You know, and exactly. sorry, my man, but it's thirty-two fifty-two, and then los verdes is mm -hmm. the other way around in my end. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's yeah, what like say and for me is, whenever you create a culture when you can come in and you f show your support one hundred percent, you know whether you're away or you're, you're home, you're gonna, you know also take out any people that wants to cause harm to people that want to enjoy the game, because the people that are bringing in whatever it's a drum or trumpet, lo que caiga, they're gonna be the ones that are responsible for bringing in that that. That, that instrument, that banner, that flag, and they know, like, the responsibility of, of enjoyment. And you will for sure dissect anyone that's going to be ready to cause, you know, shit in the stadiums or whatnot. So this is, this yeah. is a very good point. We got to, like, we need, like, say, the MLS needs to understand that 
el fútbol trae pasión y la pasión trae música, especially if you're highlighting other Latinos stuff, you have to realize that, you know, we don't just watch the game, but we live it in an instrument as well. Yeah, we are, we are part of the game. And, and look, check this out. I remember back when, when you guys played your first game and me and Julio met with uh, Jay Torres and mm -hmm. another of his friends. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember his name. And we took him around, you know, we took him to a bar, you know, we're hanging out, having some break, some beers and just chilling and just talking about the, the, the entire experience of how we do our shit, mm -hmm. you know, because when we say, how do we do our shit is how me and Julio manage our group mm -hmm. and how we run our group. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, I'm not going to tell you how we do our shit. It's just like, it works different in every, in every stadium, mm -hmm. right? Because we're not only part of, of the 3252, but we are founding members of the District 9 Ultra. Mm -hmm. You know, this group has been around for 15 years, and me and Julio have always been on top managing the people for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not an easy cake, you know? Not, not a lot of people can say that they have put an organized group for 15 years in and out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Entonces, when, when you open up to Raza like that, you know, the, the, the people we expect, It's like when you have somebody new in your house, do the same shit, mm -hmm. you know, because like Hulu just mentioned, it's the same passion, just different colors, you know, and who doesn't want or who doesn't like somebody showing respect and, you know, learning from each other because every, everywhere is different, bro, you mm -hmm. know? Right, and, right. But the experiences, the experiences are very, very, very similar, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I've had guys from different teams just call me up and be like, hey, Ray, You got some men to talk, dude. I'm, go I'm going through some shit. You know, this is happening in my group. And I'll give them advice, you know, because we are running through some shit, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's cool to do that shit, you know? But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So you're saying uh, it's advice from other groups, from other teams that come to y'all? Huh? Man, that's badass. Exactly, bro. That's badass. Exactly. So, so, look, check this out. And, and I wanted to touch this point before we started recording. And we mentioned about the Independent Supporter Council. Mm -hmm. Let me let me tell you a little story about that shit. Back in, uh, what was it, Compañeri? 97? No, 2009. Yeah, yeah it was nine. Mm -hmm. me, me and my compadre started reaching out to different leaders from, uh, from MLS teams, right? Because we started noticing, you know, this fucking issue is happening over and over and over where every stadium had different rules. Mm -hmm. Every stadium will give you, you know, certain certain allowment on tickets and um, drums and flags. Mm -hmm. And hours before the game, they would change it, you know. And there was nothing that you could do, you know. So we started reaching out. At that time, there was a uh, forum. It was called Big Soccer, you know, on MLS. I think it's like Reddit right now, something like that, very similar. So we started reaching out to the guys from Portland, you know, to see if they were having the same problems with Seattle. You know, the guys from Dallas, Houston, fucking Kansas City. And at that time, the, the MLS Cup was going to be played in Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. And we told the guys, hey, are you guys coming down? It'll be good for us to sit down and talk about this shit mm -hmm. because it's a problem that is affecting everybody. And if we don't do nothing about it, it's going to keep on happening. Mm -hmm. you know? So I remember that shit so clearly, brother. You know, it's like we're sitting, sitting down in a bar with a couple of the hands and we're just spitting the game. Hey, you know what? This is unfair. This is happening. And we should uh, push for changes on the league. We, we need to sit down with the, um, 
with the fucking Don Garver. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to talk to anybody else that is not going to be able to help us or that is going to, that is going to give us a runaround. Mm-hmm. We want to talk to the guy that can make the changes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe at the beginning when it started happening, a lot of people kind of probably laughed, you know, like, what are these fuckers doing? But, you know, that the, the boss started getting traction, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, 2010, we meet up in fucking Toronto, Canada, and, and, the, and the meeting was fucking three times as big wow. with a lot of the leadership from other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually had uh, some people from England that came down to talk to us about, you know, the, their fans union, how they work over there. And all this shit, you know, so, so we are making it very organized. We're pushing, yeah. we're learning, you know, we're talking to the league. We, we want to make things right. But, you know, I, I, there's a, a one point, there's been the disconnection mm-hmm. between the fans and, and, and the commissioner, which is the big dog. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because there's other people under him that, for whatever reason, you know, shit is not filtering all the way in. And, you know, when, when that doesn't happen, we have problems like the one we just had. With Austin, where you know the drums, the tickets, and all that shit, because it shouldn't be a problem. If I give you five hundred tickets, you should be able to give me five hundred tickets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And at one point, at one point, it was like that. Mm-hmm. At one point, we agreed with the league that there was going to be allocation equally for everybody across the board. You know, mm-hmm. you had to a certain date for you to purchase your ticket, and if you didn't purchase your five hundred tickets, then they will become available for the rest of the fans mm-hmm. or whatever. You know. But it was it was something where everybody would win, and you would always come and bring your A game, because at the end of the day, we our vision was creating to create a better atmosphere for the league, to create a better fan experience, and for us as fucking hinchas, llegar a la cancha y dejar todo, you know, like mm-hmm. without fucking restrictions. And um, so they, they had the allocation, and you guys came in agreement with an allocation of 500 or an amount of tickets each side? And yes, each side. So that would happen across the board. Okay. It wouldn't matter if we went to San Jose, if we went to Utah, if we went to fucking Philadelphia. That, that was, you know, um, the agreement that we had at one point. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it, I mean, it just got crazy, you know? And when, did I, when do you feel like something changed where you, you noticed that the – amount of allocation went from this amount that was supposed to be set to just decreasing and decreasing. There's people that came into the league uh, and they try to, like I can say, block that conversation that we were having with, the, with Don Garber because we would meet with him every, every, every year at the end of the year. You know? okay. And we would have productive meetings. It's, I mean, you bring criticism, but positive, positive criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we make shit better? It's not a fucking... There weren't meetings that we were going to sit down and cry about, you know, just random bullshit just because we want to vent out. It's like, now, nah, like, how are we going to make it better for us to give a better fan experience to everybody? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we want this shit to grow up in our city. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if you, if you bring a kid that takes, you know, this badass experience where he's in the supporter section and they hand him a flag or they hand him a song list and he's fucking jumping upside down and they score and this just so ecstasies. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid's going to take the shit for him for the rest of his life and he's going to keep on coming back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. how you, that's how you bigger, bigger, bigger than the game. It's bigger than the game because you, you take it away from the stadium and you bring it back and share it with someone else and they share it with someone else. You know, creating that culture. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that that uh, that you that you guys have faced some uh, kind of difficult experiences with uh, trying to continue to grow that culture within the league, and you've it seemed like you had a direct channel to to, to Garber, and then it, it got cut in between. But I I wonder what's the reasoning behind that. Why are they trying to? Why would they try to create a disconnect between uh, the you know your fa- the fan base, the support groups, and and the uh, league management? I, I don't understand. It seemed like that was a good relationship with constructive feedback and good meetings and productive. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to push back again. Hopefully we can we can get that restored. Well, the answer is simple, bro. They, they bring somebody in from England. His name was Ray. I forget the last name. Mm-hmm. And he would, he would try to treat us like, like, if we, like if we were sitting the hooligans back in England. Mm. And, you know, he came and he told the, the MLS, and this is, these are facts. I'm not making shit up or anything. No, like no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, he came and he literally told you the government like you know what we we don't have to deal with the supporters the clubs have to deal with their own supporters we don't need to give them answers so he started cleaning that vibe because we had a really good connection with the mls mm-hmm. which is not bad you know it's like i hear people saying like oh fuck the front office or oh, fuck the mls yeah Look, listen we we have to you know work together because at the end of the day we we are working for the same thing like exactly. we and the us and the and the, the lcfo we, we work on the same fucking path you know mm-hmm. and sometimes things don't go the right way and when we come back and we talk about it and that's what gives you uh a better path to growing more and and and, and he came and he killed it and and unfortunately i think that he hasn't helped a lot but but i think like ray said we're gonna try to go back to the same and he's not on us anymore you know thank god the the independent supporter council is, is not just for MLS now. It's USL, it's women's soccer, and, and it's and it's big, it's huge. It's, it has grown a lot. And um, and we have a voice uh, there, but we really hope that, that things can change and go back to having that uh, direct conversation more than just an email with Stonebreaker or, you know, like a meeting uh, or a gathering with, with Garber and like before, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think we, we're doing things good. When it comes to all of that, we're not. It's not perfect, but the culture, the supporter culture, and the MLS is making a huge impact around the world. And 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 I and I and I love to see, you know, stadiums like your stadium, you know, be loud and be passionate. And and nowadays, people cannot say that we're fucking, you know, plastic. That we're fake. That yeah. you know that we don't know soccer. That we don't know football, because it's not true. Because most of our stadiums are soccer specific stadiums because most of our stadiums have very passionate supporter groups and yeah we may not be from the city but we we live here and and, and we love the sport and, and we bring that passion to to the city that has adopted us you know um and hopefully in the future we can make things better for the away for the awakens and that's that should be our homework all, all, all of the chadas yeah. that should be our homework that's good <laughs> I like that. no and i like that uh you said something important that we are not from here specifically, but we live here. Like I'm, I'm from you know I was born in Mexico City, I grew up in America, and then I I moved to LA in the '90s and Houston for 15 years, and I moved to Austin in 2015. So I grew to be fond of of Austin, uh, the city, everything surrounded. Just you know has some pretty cool things, and then literally where our studio is at, it's about a block away from the stadium. So. Seeing that, you know, stadium building from ground up every day, the process, te da más, más cariño. Hell yeah. And you feel like it's more like yours. So, of course, whenever we get a team, I'm going to go at it. And, you know, this is my team. Like, this is where I live. This is my support. And this is, you know, my, my like, I have friends that have said, like, you came to my hood. So, you coming to my hood, I should have 
some type of right to know and get access to what's going on with you know, the players for the team because we're the ones that are supporting it. We're the ones that are putting in our money, oh. our effort, you know, and, and a lot of it, you know, most of it is not. Our heart and soul. Paid. Yeah, so you should actually appreciate it instead of, you know, bringing it down or, or taking away from it. Mm-hmm. 100%. But man, that's that's good. I I honestly I didn't know about the uh, the whole independent supporter council. I didn't I didn't know about that. I didn't know about any of those meetings. But that's that's some good history right there. And I think that's I sent a lot of to to our, our culture and to football as well and life because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's our life. It's it's what we enjoy every day. It's what we look forward to. Lo sudas, lo vives, lo comes, lo surras, lo sueñas, <laughs> todo, so, I mean, for, for those for those of uh, the people that are not that are going to listen to the podcast, you know, just check it out. Just Google it, you know, the Independence Supporter Council, and, and you'll get the information there. There, there is a way for, for new, new groups to register. There is a process. We meet once a year, and those meetings, man, are so fucking badass, you know? Okay. I mean... The meetings happen all over across the country, and we we meet with the people that live it just like us, you know. And you know, we share our experiences, we share our frustrations, we share how we do different shit. Mm-hmm. You know, what works in a, a in a certain city might not work in a different city, mm-hmm. but you put your little twist into it, and shit works, you know. Because at the end of the day, bro, I mean, there's nothing better than 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 growing it, you know, like literally planting the seed, watering it, you know, seeing it grow. And then getting that fucking fruit out of that seed that you planted, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, for us that we've been doing it for 15 years, you know, and we've been involved in it since fucking 1996. To see MLS right now with those fucking huge stadiums, full stadiums, supporters sections going hard, mm-hmm. drums, trumpets, flags. To us, it's like fuck yeah, that's badass, you know? Nice. Yeah, all these fucking teams now, like you cannot say that this is fucking plastic, you know? If you say MLS is plastic, supporters are plastic, you're full of shit, you know? <laughs> you cannot get 3,000 people in one section, jumping for 90 minutes, singing, crying, and, and pretend or try to pretend that it's fake. You know, that's, this shit's not fake, man. Yeah. It's magic. I have uh, one of my friends, Kurt Lammers, shout out. He's actually the guy in charge of the La Murga songs here and the music. And he he shared um, whenever La Murga was just starting to practice in parks in East Houston or, you know, around Houston. And a lot of it, it was just like they're practicing literally for not knowing what's going to happen. And people would come like, hey, what are you practicing for? And they're like, oh, we're practicing for the soccer team. We're like, what soccer team? Like, the one's going to come in. So I guess as things started, you know, we, we started getting closer to like 2020 and, and everything. You know, the, the, the Murga started growing. But he was saying that at first, it's como, like, back in the days, in the 90s for you guys, como que no, no, no era mucho. But then once they, when he's like, and then I realized we were doing, like, you know, it was real whenever the first game happened. And, well, one, when they, we invaded uh, Colorado, and we took a good amount of, of supporters, and that was our first win. And he's like, but the moment that we realized that, like, oh, shit, this is real, is when the first game happened, Matthew McConaughey comes out with him, you know, doing the heartbeat, and then right before the, the game starts, you know, they have, they have the, oh, oh, and then the, and he said, like, that moment right there, he was like, he, he remembered in that, in that particular part of the beginning of the game, he remembered how 
everything happened, you know, how everything was just worth it from whenever they're parking at this and, and uh, like it's practicing in the park for, you know, with five, six people to like now where you, you have a hundred murgas. He's like, man, that was just a magical thing. And, and I mean, you guys seen the work that this, the council has done, seeing packed stadiums in cities como Charlotte and Nashville, like say, it's not just like in the big cities, we're also going to cities that maybe a little more suburban. That's some badass shit. No, uh, let, me, let me tell you a quick story. Me and my compadre were, were the only two fans that were at the announcement of the franchise of Los Angeles Football Club. Okay. You know? And, and to us, it was fucking super special because we, we supported a team that, that for 10 years and it fucking dies on a Sunday. We're fucking heartbroken. And then on Thursday, on Thursday, we already have a. a <laughs> he, he hung up instead of. No pago el cable. No, it's all right. If, if, uh, you know, he's talking about. You know, we went from, from crying one day. Yeah. Uh, and then three days later, you know, being happy because of, for the announcement of the Los Angeles Football Club franchise. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just just to see you, your emotion on your face, man, it, it, it brings back the joy that we had with the LUC, you know, because I tell everybody, look, It's so easy to talk shit, but how can you say no to a new club, a club that you're going to build from, gra from ground zero, you know, mm -hmm. from, from the beginning, from, you know, and especially, with, I don't know about you guys, but with us, like, we have been involved in every single move mm -hmm. that our club made, you know, from the style of the stadium, from how we want it, the colors, that, you know, even the name, because, you know, the, the, the LAFC was just, you know, it was not the official name until they made it official, mm -hmm. but... And every single thing, you know, being able to have, I don't know if you guys know, but we have uh, a piece of cement right in the center of the stadium signed by all of the of the members back in the day, which was like 2,000 people that showed up that day. Oh, wow. So I can, my kids can tell, you know, the kids, look, your grandpa, his signature is right there. He's very right in the middle of that field right there. He was a big part of everything that you see right now. And that, that's something that you cannot, that you have to be part of, especially like I mentioned before, when you, When you come to to country, I'm, I'm, I'm I was born in Guadalajara. I'm from Guadalajara, mm -hmm. but I came to LA, and LA has given me everything that I have in my life. You know, my beautiful wife, my beautiful kids, everything. I owe everything to this country and this, especially this beautiful city. And and how am I not gonna be feel proud of supporting a club that represents what I love, which mm -hmm. is Los Angeles? You know, and 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 it's just uh, again, we we had that 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 amazing opportunity. Of being there, my compadre and I, since they since they wanted literally everything, and the supporters show, so you know, um, celebrating with the players in the locker room, you know, me presenting it to Carlos Vela, it's it's just it's, it's been a roller coaster, it's full of emotions, and I know you guys have gone through the same thing because you guys went through the same process that we went, and 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 that takes me to me asking you a question, even though it's your podcast. What makes you think that you guys are better than us when it comes to the support? Because I'm curious about that. Dude, I, I think one thing that we have that's different, but it can, it can also bite us in the ass. Um, we had, uh, we were very, very, uh, when it comes up to like, say life, we're a little more, you know, in touch with, with, you know, domestic violence, with um, John means all, but, When you have that, you're also going to have a lot of opinions that agree and don't agree, you know, especially Yamin Saab, because 
it, it, you know, us is we're leaning more towards a progressive, you know, lifestyle instead of conservative. So it, it's a, for me, it's, it's a good thing to have. Like I enjoy what we are doing in, in, in that aspect of community and, you know, trying to just not just be a, a, a like a, a supporters just in a, in a, in a, in a stadium, but also outside of it, going to community events, Amurga playing there and, and doing all these cool things. Like, let's say there's a charity event, you know, we bring in Amurga and we, 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 we bring, you know, several members and perform for 10 minutes. Most of it is like last minute things. So I don't know if like say La when it does it, but now there's, there's another challenge that I've, that I've noticed is just like, say when it comes to what do you do when it's a public thing and La Murga is now a public name, La Murga de Austin. The reason why I'm saying it is in April, I don't know you guys how, how much impact it had in, in, in LA or not, but there was a case of uh, Cecilio Dominguez. Um, <laughs> he pretty much ended up having, it was the second time he had allegations of domestic abuse. So the amount of uh, support against him was, you know, for the most part, majority, but there was also the minority part. Um, that caused division in in every in, in in people that took his side and people that you know stood against him. So the Mother's Day game here against LA uh, against Galaxy, um, that one was that one was one of the hardest emotional mental games that I've seen in the stadium because it felt divided. Um, it could have been a very good game for celebration, you know. And there's also like national, you know, television audience that were gonna watch us, but we ended up staying quiet for ten minutes in the game and ended up just, you know, not 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 playing our songs. So then that was uh you can see the divide between us and the people that were having his back, you know, saying like, Hey, you know, he's not guilty of, of this allegations. But I think for, for more so it's just like the like what what La Murga was trying to do is trying to build a precedent of that won't be you know, we're not going to tolerate that type of yeah. behavior here. So, behavior, of course. Yeah, and, and I think like that, that uh, like for me is what makes us the best is the fact that we're not perfect. Uh, the fact that we stand, we still stand with a yummy saw. And at the end of the day, like the fact that, you know, we, we, we're going to sing, like we, we, we're going to be louder when we're down. That's the motto. And we've had some games where we come back and, you know, just because of the chance the players feel it and they're like, oh, we got to come back. So I would say what makes us the best is just the fact that we, we say even louder when we're down. Exactly. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I think, I think anybody that, that steps into Q2 and that has been through those emotions and has been through those comebacks that we've been through, especially this season, um, will know that like we, we really are a fucking amazing uh, group of supporters of Austin FC fans and supporter groups and it's really hard to compare our group to your group and say, which one's better. There's different metrics. We're different types of people with different sure. values. But what Richie's getting at is that the city of Austin in itself is, uh, you know, likes to think of themselves. We like to think of ourselves as very uh, inclusive and open and caring people and that you can come through all walks of life into the game, no matter what, no matter if you're able body or disabled body or just dis- have any type of unique thing that maybe has held you back in your life, you're going to be accepted here and you're going to be, um, you're going to be in a place where you can become part of something great, something that is Austin FC. Um, so 
you know, a little bit about me, man. I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm actually here right now visiting family. Uh, but I, ever since 2009, I've lived in, uh, in in Austin. That's where I went to school. I met my wife there. Uh, we, you know, we, we started building roots, establishing roots. So when, when Austin FC was born, uh, it was like no choice. It was like an immediate thing that like this was going to be our club. And to see from season one to season two, what's how much it's grown and into like the type of uh, organization that has like a value values that election promote like that are honest and goodness to my heart i i can't help but but think that we're the best we're the best supporters group like that's, and, that's what it is I, I think i think even the smallest supporter group they think they're the best right because they bring it exactly plus, or, 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 right. or at least they try yeah let me tell you something I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned you know that that we support no matter what and las buenas y las malas pero más en las malas i'll tell you something you know I'm nobody to say we're better than you or you're better than us, but I can tell you something that we, as a 3252 and the entire leadership, we feel proud of visiting different cities in the United States and making an impact to the point that they that they change things. And let's not go too far. Across like 15 miles from that from from downtown in Carson, they built a uh, an, an away supporters section with safe standings, something that they didn't care about before, but they saw the impact that it had with our team um when when it's about community you know we did something that not even mexico has been able to do when it comes to the national team mm -hmm. we were able to kill the, the 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 p chant in the north end which is very hard because you we all know that that you know we have a lot of mexicans or mexican americans and in, in, in the north end mm -hmm. and we made everybody understood that it was something you know that it was mean it was it was hurting people from our community because everybody belongs in la just like in Austin. And, and, and again, it's the similarities are, are there. Everything is, is the same thing. Um, and, you know, like I said, the, the impact that we have created in this league and seeing other supporter groups do what we do, because you can ask anybody and, you, and they're going to tell you, you know, new teams that come in, you know, especially Austin, you know, the, the stadium is almost the same as, as, as the Bank of California. It was actually built by the same architects, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's, it looks exactly like the North End, and 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 look, there's not. I take pride in that. I take pride in people trying trying to do what we do because you know why? Because at the end of the day, well, we're just fucking badass, and it's only gonna make us better as a, mm -hmm. as a supporter culture, like I mentioned since the beginning. So for me, I, I think that the thirty two fifty two has has bring a different a different vibe to the MLS, and from then on, there's gonna be new teams coming in that are probably gonna probably gonna do better. I don't know. Hopefully not. But if they do, um, it's because they've seen the, the the good things that we have done, you know. And yeah. and it's and it's and it's something that that we'll have to embrace. Again, you guys are doing a tremendous job, bro. Like I I I, I hate the fact that I couldn't go to Austin. Mm -hmm. I really want to go visit your stadium because it looks fucking badass. The atmosphere, everything, and it looks very similar to what we do in in, in the Bank of California. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, at the, give me one second. At the end of the day, it's what we're building is fucking amazing, and that, and and that's what matters to me. Hell yeah! Yeah, right I, just to add to to what you were saying, you know, it's like everything that is coming into the league, they they have uh, expectations, right? They're supporters. They right. they have teams that they look at, and they'll be, they'll be like, "Dude, we want to do what fucking Austin is doing. We want to do what LAFC is doing. Yeah, we want to do what so and so is doing." You know. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you a quick, you know, story about how how the 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 support on the stands changed, mm -hmm. right? 
because MLS, MLS starts in 1996. And, you know, their support was okay, you could say. But, you know, in 2005, fucking RSL, which is Real Salt Lake, and Chivas USA come into the league, mm-hmm. Team 9 and Team 10, and Chivas USA brings the Guadalajara supporters. La Legión 1908. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing the fucking hardcore Barra Brava style from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it changed the game, you know? All of a sudden, everybody wanted to compete and be like the fucking Chivas USA supporters. You know, because the color, the La Guante, the Los Murgas, you know, the flags, the confetti, the streamers, all that shit, it was so fucking badass, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it comes to a point where fucking you take it up, step it up a notch. You see fucking Seattle, Saunders, they come in, fucking stadium, fucking huge, yeah. T-Fools, all this crazy shit, right? Everybody's like, fuck, look at Seattle, dude. It's amazing. You know, want to mm-hmm. be like fucking Seattle. Want to be better than them. Then, boom, Portland comes in. Fuck, those fucking teams are sick. Yeah. We want to do the same shit. We're going to do it better. Boom. And it keeps on racing the bar. Yeah, you know? that's true. But the message is, the, message is the teams that are going to come in, they're going to be looking at Timbers, Seattle, fucking Austin, uh, LAFC, fucking, that will never look at Carson because they're all divided. And they're supporting shit, but don't look at any other team in the league mm-hmm. because you know it's we're racing the bar, bro. I mean, uh, every every team that is coming in or every group that is being created wants to be better than what it was before, yeah. you know. And, and it keeps everybody on their toes. You know, nobody can get comfortable, you know. Nobody mm-hmm. can say I'm the best, a special boss for a year because guess what? There's other people working hard, yeah. And they're gonna take exactly. your spot, you know. Yeah, you can put all, at the end of the day, it's like you got to put all, all of the whatever, you know, challenges and divisions aside eat within the groups and, you know, build from there. Like, say, because, like, for me, is yes, there can be different point of views or, or everything. Este Jorge me acaba de mensaje que se le fue la, se le fue la, la luz. Le tumbaron el wifi. Yeah. So, um, and, and, yeah, man, the, the the, at the end of the day, it's like we got to do the work because someone else would do it. That's that's what I take. And I think what we have done in the supporter group's environment as well has been just the, you know, whenever you're watching an MLS game, it's not just a ESPN broadcast BS type of thing. And actually, it's actually a real game with loud people. I hope they change the the los coment los comentadores, the broadcasters, because they, I mean, Austin has pretty good ones, but I mean, like ESPN in general, the English ones, I they're super quiet. They're they're you go. Know. You know, the, you score the fourth one. They're like go go by Austin. What the fuck, like bitches four four zero, <laughs> dude. Este, it was a. Yeah. Yeah. the other day I was actually I was in Mexico City, and you know I met up with some homies. And we're watching the game. That fucking, it's, it's emotional. Yeah. When you're seeing your guys, the travel to fucking uh, Utah. Yeah. We're watching the game. We're fucking, you know, están narrando el pinche guy from uh, ESPN. Este, ¿Cómo se llama, compa, el brujo? Ese güey que fucking trae de la gira en Chivas. I don't even want to mention his name. Alvaro Morales, ¿no? Yeah, yeah, Alvaro Morales. Alvaro Morales. Ese güey está narrando el partido, bro. And like, so fucking worried. Yeah. I'm like, no te pases de riata, güey. You know, like, Fucking put some heart into it, you know. Yeah, and, and you have. And unfortunately, 
Hey, we, we got some shitty ass commentators right now, bro. Yeah, nah, dude. Nah, for real, for real. I agree with that. And I think you're right. Because the last one, even like Stuber's name, they wouldn't misspell it. Stuber. La pelota la tiene Stuber. Like, wait, Stuber. Una U, no una O, una U. <laughs> Stuber, cabrón. And that was, that, that was so irritating. Pero ni modo. Um, one thing that I want to I wanna get to, you know, to like say, like the, just the game, I know like it happened last week, but whenever LAFC, like we come and, you know, and this, this score that we're told is 41. Whenever, like before the game, how, what was y'all's, like, what was, like, seeing your mind thinking, like, okay, the first and the second are going to play against each other. Like, how much expectancy you guys had for this game? Or was there any expectancy at all? I mean, on my end, bro, I knew it was going to be a good game just uh-huh. because we were so close on the points. And to be honest, I've never watched a fucking Austin game. Yeah. You know, like, before we play you guys, I went on fucking MLS.com and looked at the highlights for the previous two games. And I was like, oh, shit, they're actually good. They're pretty good. <laughs> they got the fucking number seven. El and this other guy. Like, I, I, I wasn't thinking about it too much because I knew it was going to be more competitive yeah. than what it really was. You know, because you guys fucking took us to the park, man. You guys walked us out. Dude. Ah, tranquilo, tranquilo, compa. <laughs> Fueron errores defensivos. Ni viendo no viste, chingada madre. For me, bro, it was, it, I think it was a, a game for a statement for LFC. Like, look, motherfuckers, we're the number one team in the league, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue to be the number one team in the league. That's my expectation as a fan. I think that the expectation as a coach, and I don't blame him. Because, you know, you have all these new players coming in at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, Chiellini, Gareth Bell. You want to give them time. You start Bell for the first time, which I don't know why, when, when he was out for, for a week for whatever reason, he mm-hmm. was not available. Um, so I feel like he made a couple, for me, for an important game like this, you got to start Giorgio Chiellini, the guy with the most experience in the fucking team. Yeah. Um, the real captain of the team. But overall, I, I think that it was a game full of mistakes. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it happened now. Regardless of losing to Houston, that game we could have won easily, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we missed a lot of goals. But but against Austin, I think that it's a wake up call for our team. And like I've always said, we have to stay humble. Mm-hmm. Every game that we play, we have to play like because because let me let me tell you something. The rest of the teams from the MLS when they play LAFC and they win, they celebrate like they won the championship. And I don't blame them because it's a really strong team. And I'm not I'm not trying to be all fucking you know. But it is what it is. It happens, in the, in the, you know, when you when you play against a top team, yeah. you always bring your best game. Mm-hmm. And LAFC have to understand that. And they have to understand that every single team they play against, they, they're going to bring their A game mm-hmm. and they're going to try to beat you. And, the, and that's going to be the highlight of the year, maybe for some of them. You know, for example, Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so so you know, I, when, we talk, when we talk about the game, you know, stupid mistakes, I think. The first one, Murillo, he gave the ball away. We got lucky that Segura didn't get a red card because he was an elbow to the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that should be a fucking red card. Yeah, you know, you got a golazo. Five minutes into the second half, when you're trying to recover yourself, you get two goals mm-hmm. in five minutes. Right away, right off the back. After that, you know, the 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 the, the weather, et cetera, et cetera, the fact that Austin played with more balls than LAFC, mm-hmm. on every single ball that they play. They show more, more, more fucking huevos than anyone else from the LFC team. I'm not saying that players didn't try it; they did. But every, you see Ruti crying all the time, fighting every single ball, you know, and, and you didn't see that fire on, on our guys. Mm-hmm. I think that that and, and that has been a problem with the LFC that I've seen, 
in past games. And and I'm and like Ray said at the beginning, I I'm I'm really happy that happened right now, before the playoffs. Because imagine on a, on a playoff game, you are the best fucking team the entire year. Mm-hmm. You fuck up in one game and you're out, and that's it. Right. There's no coming back. That's it. So I'm glad that it happened for 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 Austin. I, I know that for you guys has been the same lineup consistently that you, you don't see as much uh, substitutions as you see in LAFC. Mm-hmm. Every single game is different players to start the game. And for me and a professional team, you gotta you gotta you gotta have that continuation when it comes if you wanna win a cup, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to, to playing. But that's just me. I, I may be wrong. Um yeah. you guys won for one fair and square. Uh, I know we're gonna see ourselves in the playoffs for sure, dude. I would love and, that. another game, a good game, like que, que haga, como como el segundo tiempo que estuvo que se puso bueno. I, you know, I want I want a game. Yeah, I think I think uh, low key is one of the games that I look forward to the most in, in the season. Uh, and I and I really want it que que las dos hinchadas ahí estén que que estén ahí pues ahí una en el, one one in the south south end or one in the north end. Um, yeah, pues, man. What do you guys? Oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say, ojalá, porque realmente después de lo que pasó en Austin, yeah, you know, the front office is like, my, my, you know, payback, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Este, that's that's unfortunately not a, that's not a good a good uh that's not a good thing. Um, it's not a good vibes. Yeah, it's not good vibes for sure. Right. That 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 builds more yeah. negative than than positive. Um, diplomacy, diplomacy 101 right there <laughs> yeah oh, and another thing that i have is like say like for for us is we came in like we were talking earlier man we came in like for me i'm like i'm confident we're gonna get a two to one result bien peleado, maybe last minute like how we've been doing but i was telling the guys nick lima the, el que cubrió, got her belt partido, I'm like i think he's the key on the defense part because this guy is oh, strong yeah. He's not in with the ball, le cuesta, pero cuando defiende, defiende. And this game, he, I mean, he's he's a pretty, pretty big, like, not not tall, but he's a pretty stocky guy. And Short, strong. but he's stocky. He's, yeah. he's strong. Y ese vato, he came in and he boxed out Barrel. And, you know, and they were saying, like, pero, pero no es bueno con los pies y, y la ría con los pies. Y no, da buen pase, le digo, sí, pero si te pone un centro y te lo pone bien, va a entrar uno que sea como Ruti. Cabezazo y gol, and then my prediction pasó? Yeah, that's what happened. So, that was, that was y, cool. Y de nuestro lado, tienes a, a nuestro mejor defensa central en toda la temporada, uh-huh. haciendo las cagadas que nunca había hecho en toda la temporada, ¿no? Murillo, que yeah. fácil tres goles fueron culpa de él, cabrón. Entonces, <laughs> es parte del fútbol. Yo siempre le digo a la gente que el fútbol así es. Sí. Nada es seguro en el fútbol. Lo hermoso de este deporte, lo hermoso de este deporte es que nada está escrito. Uh-huh. Nada está escrito. Puedo jugar el peor pinche equipo del mundo contra el mejor, y el peor puede ganar si sale en un buen día y si sale echándole más huevos. Y eso se puede, pues no, que, no que ustedes sean el peor, ¿no? Porque son el segundo sí. en, 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 la, en nuestra conferencia y el tercero en la liga. Uh-huh. Pero ustedes salieron pues, con, con cabrón, esta es mi casa y aquí gano yo. Sí. Y eso se respeta. Pero siempre el, el fútbol da revancha, chingado. Y, y, y en la liguilla, ahí vamos a apostar la barba tú y yo, pinche Richard. I'm down for I'm down for a bit. I'm, I, don't, I don't back out. You know, la, la barda, okay, let's, la barda. Do, let's do it, my brother. Aquí ya ya quedó wow. grabado y cuando sean los pitches playoffs que nos va a tocar, yo sé que nos va a tocar Lord. en la final. Hey, I, would love, I would love to, to play LA again in the playoffs. Honestly, man, yeah, we were talking about Nick Lima and, <laughs> and the way our defense played. Um, we had just gotten back uh, 
Hector Jimenez back from uh, injury, uh, a pretty solid right back. And some people were saying that maybe he should start over Lima, but I knew that con el enfrentamiento contra Bell, the only player that we had that could maybe keep up with them, at least on the speed and the physicality, was probably Nick Lima. And uh, to my surprise, I mean, he did he just sat, but also contributed on the offensive side, which is what people criticize him uh, for not being able to control the ball. But he gave he gave an excellent cross to uh, Ruti on his uh, on his header goal. But I was also surprised with uh, LAFC, just the way, like you said, uh, Murillo has been your best one of your best center backs and he had a he had a shit game and we're not unfamiliar with our center backs having shit games because the week before Julio Cascante our center back had had one of the most shit uh performances also very very silly uh giveaway right in front of the goal almost by the six-yard box that ended Mm -hmm. up costing us the game and he came back in the LAFC game and gave a solid performance and it was it was just it was just a great thing to see uh, the whole Austin team, linea por linea, gave a gave it a great performance. Uh, Diego Fagundes included with uh, his goal from the free kick and his uh, his uh, I think I believe he got two assists that game. One to oh. and um, the other he should have been an LFC player. El, but... el Fagu de mi vida. <laughs> you know the, 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 the first right, LFC jersey that he ever wore was an LFC jersey. Just 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 throwing it out there. <laughs> hey, man. You guys have the money to pay for them, so I don't know. We have to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell hey, you something. Hey, speaking of that, I was very, very scared during the uh, uh, All Star Weekend. I saw that uh, Drusi and Bella were having like nice chats, like getting really, uh, getting really friendly. I was like, "Hey, man, that's tampering. Y'all need to relax." Like, <laughs> I saw, uh, you know, actually, like there's, there, there's a something cool. So I saw, uh, like, after the game, Kilini actually went to the locker room of uh, Austin FC, and him and, and Drusi were just like chatting it, dude. It was like, hey. You know, just walking by and a couple of meters away, you see like two world-class players, like a madre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, man. Um, dude, one more question that I have is, uh, el, el, el Somos LAFC podcast, ¿ustedes todavía lo hacen? Oh. Sí, claro sí. que está en pausa ahorita. Este, no, no lo hemos podido grabar, pero ahí le damos cuando podemos. Nosotros eh, no, nos hemos, siempre hemos dicho que primero que nada es el... Es el, es el el ir a alentar al equipo es uh-huh. más importante que el grabar un podcast okay. para nosotros, ¿no? Cada quien se le respeta lo que hace. Desgraciadamente, por X o por Z razón, no lo hemos podido grabar, pero definitivamente que vamos a continuar con eso y, este, y por lo menos en Twitter, ahí en Spaces, a ver si la semana que viene nos aventamos uno ahí para que le caigan en el un rato, cabrón. Va, sí, va. sí, sí este, el, el, somos el LFC Podcast, también fue el primer podcast de LFC. Okay. Así que, pero siempre ha sido, la, como lo menciona Julio, nuestra prioridad siempre ha sido la grada. Uh-huh. Y obviamente, pues, Dishonored Ultra es el grupo más grande del, del norte. Tenemos diferentes chapters en, en otros estados. Uh-huh. Así que siempre la gente nos tiene ocupados, pues. Entonces, a veces con la familia, el trabajo, el grupo 352, se complica el pedo para, para grabar, pero cuando tenemos chance, pues ahí le damos. Órale, órale. No, sí, he visto que también, bueno, tiene, hayan tenido a, a invitados que están con madre. De hecho... Cuando, cuando supe de ustedes es porque estaba viendo podcast de Los Ángeles y vi que ustedes tuvieron co- colaboración con el Escorpión Dorado y también con Jaime Camille, que, que está con madre. Y, y también creo yo que, que nosotros queremos crear algo similar, pero con gente que nosotros hemos creado de acá. Y se ha dado, oh, wow. se ha dado eso. Pero sí, güey, o sea, me da gusto que, que se hayan pasado con nosotros, que, que nos hayan regalado un poco de su tiempo. Yo sé que es fin de semana, la familia está, está por encima de todo. 
Y me da, me da gusto de que pudimos echar una plática y, y ojalá que no sea la, la última de muchas y que se venga la apuesta de las barbas, a ver qué... Y, y ahí, ahí te, y el bigote, cabrón, el bigote, eh. No, 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 no. Con tu bigote, pues si no. Ahora le de la Barbie y el bigote. Oye, que por cierto, raza, que por cierto, yo sé que esta madre va a salir después. Yo, la única razón por la cual les puse Metón quiere 20 minutos. Hoy es el, 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 el launch oficial de una marca de ropa que vamos a sacar acá que se llama Barrio Angelino. Okay. Eh, con, obviamente, pues es, es, una, es una marca de ropa para promover la cultura del fútbol, no solo en los hombres, sino también en las mujeres. Y a base de las ventas de, de, esta, de esta marca de ropa, pues vamos a ayudar como podamos a, a, a equipos de fútbol de niños y, y a coaches de, en, en diferentes formas. Entonces, hoy mm. es el lanzamiento oficial de Barrio Angelino, marca de ropa deportiva para, para, para niños y niñas. Y pues bueno, los invito ya que, a, que, a que después ahí le den un like y un follow a las, a las plataformas de, de Barrio Angelino. Y de verdad que muy agradecidos con la invitación aquí. Sí, güey. Gracias, gracias por acompañarnos. Sí, nos va a ser un placer. Ojalá que sigamos esta colaboración y, es, y este, la pasamos súper chido. Ojalá que algún día nos conocemos en persona también. No, no más, nada más en Zoom, una chela. Otra, por favor, ¿no? <risa> Otra, por favor, chinga. Sí, ahí nos. De que nos, vamos, de que nos vamos a echar una chela en vivo, eso es de, de ley, a huevo. Va, va. Siempre como le digo a la, a la raza, en alguna cancha del mundo nos vamos a topar y nos la vamos a tomar. Sí, ahí estamos. Ya está acá en Hopscar, nos vemos en una cervecería que, estén, que tengan chida. Y mira, lo, lo chido de Los Ángeles, güey, aquí es que hay, hay buenos tacos en los dos lugares. Yo no soy. I don't like to compare. I'm like, hey, mientras haya salsa hay buen taco, no hay, no hay pedo. <risa> mientras que no seas, güey, de los que dicen que Waterburger es mejor que In-N-Out. Hombre, güey. Hell no, nah, dude. In-N-Out is the best. In-N-Out is the <risa> best. Digo, es que la onda de Texas. <risa> Quiere decir que Oye, aquí no estás peleándonos esos güeyes haciendo el dinero. Pero ya en serio, canal, mira, si usted, raza, ustedes que vean o que escuchen este podcast en un futuro, si escuchan la buena vibra que tenemos entre nosotros, no es porque nos la andemos mamando entre nosotros, cabrón, o porque queramos quedar bien unos con nosotros, es porque hablamos el mismo pinche idioma. Sí. Y ese idioma se llama el fútbol y el amor por nuestros colores. Por eso es que nos llevamos bien y entendemos Exacto. que eso es bien esencial para seguir creciendo en, en la cultura del fútbol en este hermoso país, y hermano, al rato no nada más necesariamente tenemos que hablar del AFC o del Austin y de MLS cabrón. hablar de fútbol, sí. pues es hablar del deporte más hermoso del pinche mundo mundial nos echamos una una, una colaboración este... con el clásico de México, el América Chivas ya viene ¿Sí? cabrón ya viene, ya viene, ya viene de semana, estamos eh. muy cerca del clásico <risa> oye compa, nomás puedo agregar lo que decías güey de, de cómo, cómo se da la plática man, aquí corriendo con la banda este, conocemos, conocemos a toda la banda que anda ahí con el movimiento Barra Brava y Hooligan, y como dice el dicho, been there, done that, so fucking camínele, compa. You know, acá nadie nos va a venir a platicar nada y, y nosotros estamos aquí para el fútbol. Sí, aquí para pasar la chido con una cheve y ahí cuando escuchen este episodio, primero saquen la cheve y, o lo que tomen, aunque no tomen, pero... Que todo sea con buenas vibras. Y si no toman, pues que tomen, güey. <risa> Eso va para los chivermanos. Ah. No, 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 tranquilo, porque somos tres contra uno eh, y chula. puede salir con problemas. Güey. Voy a estar como el fag, güey, tirando trancazo a, lo, a, a, a los mismos, Oye, a los cabrón, mismos también. Antes, antes de desconectarnos, porque créeme que tengo prisa, pero tengo una pinche curiosidad, güey. Sí. Porque me pasa a mí un chingo, güey. A mí acá hay mucha banda, güey, igual que mi compadre, güey, que nos atacan por el hecho de ser doble camiseta, güey, ¿no? Uh -huh. Nos critican, güey, han hecho memes, güey. Yo me he hecho hasta viral en pinche Twitter, güey, de que se ponen a tirar mierda. No hay pedo. Yo siempre digo que 
imagínate que yo tengo cinco hijos y los cinco los amo absolutamente igual. Entonces, como chingados no puedo amar igual a dos equipos, cabrón, que es el LFC y las chivas. ¿Ustedes han tenido algún problema de que gente les diga, no mames, güey, cómo, pues no, que muy americanista, güey, ahora cómo, cómo vas a apoyar al pinche equipo que, que apenas empezó, güey? ¿Tienen esos problemas ustedes o nomás somos nosotros? No, ah, yo, me, me la... nada, no, yo, yo no tengo ese problema, sí. creo que, que viene más porque tal vez Chivas tuvo su historia en la MLS, tal vez pa, para ustedes, eh, pero no, 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 no lo entiendo, I, I don't really get it. Yeah, tampoco acá uh, y es que a muchos acá también le van a otros equipos por decir, uh -huh. tengo compas que le van que son aficionados a Tigres, de, de, a, sí, a Tigres a la América al Real sé. Madrid hey. este, hay güeyes que están aquí a dos cuadras de mí que tienen una un, una, ¿cómo se llama? una peña del Madrid acá en, en Hopscart, en la misma ah, cervecería sí. de este, entonces eso acá no, no, ha, no ha pasado mucho pero tal vez porque pues, todos tienen sus equipos acá y pero, pero, pero pienso yo que, que ahí, hey man, haters gonna hate when you're doing something right. 100%, my brother. 100%. Just hate, just hate at that point. Yeah. Hey. This is a different league, it's a different league, man. You can, yeah. you can support sí, me. Sí, que no mames, güey. Por yeah, favor. Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here with that. Chingón, nomás quieres saber eso. Carnales, yo me despido. La verdad que muy agradecido. Otra, por favor, espero que no sea la última vez que nos invitan. Compadre, gracias por estar aquí también con nosotros, güey. Y por cierto, por si saben, por si no sabían, mi compadre tiene la colección más grande de pinches zapatos adidas aquí en Estados Unidos. Y I challenge anyone, anyone, que diga, ¿sabes qué? No, yo tengo más zapatos adidas que ese cabrón, a quien sea, güey. La colección más chingona de zapatos adidas la tiene José Salcedo y es hasta aquí, en Los Ángeles, California. Y la verdad que ah, es, algo muy chingón, es algo muy chingón. Es de que, carnales, gracias, cabrón, Jorge, Richard. Estamos con la apuesta, cabrón, ¿eh? Vale, va, ya estás. Buenas tardes. Vale. Ahí, de este, manden, eh, puedo poner su link de, de, de redes sociales para que lo sigan y si, si quieren y si no, no hay pedo. Ahí estamos en contacto. No, Simón, güey, en el Instagram te mandamos toda, toda la información, güey. Va, va, va. Bueno, pues yo, yo estoy en, en, en Instagram como José Salcedo 101. Ahí tienen el cotorreo, pongo un chingo de contenido de zapatos, camisetas, jerseys y todo el aguanta ladradas. Órale. Orale. El chiva mayor, papá. El chiva mayor el siempre. El mayor. Sencillito. Y eso sí, no se va a poder poner. Órale, <risa> <Vale>, cuídense. <risa> Ahí. Sin miedo al éxito, papá. Órale, <risa> raza, se cuidan, se portan bien. Coque, ciérranos. Se le fue la luz. Bueno, ahí, ahí estamos en contacto. Sí, que, que les vaya bien. <risa> Esto fue otra, por favor, desde Austin y Los Ángeles. Chao, chao, chao. Saludos. Chao. Bye. Bye. Salud, chica. <risa>